0: All right, and thank you again to Connor and Paul for hopping on the podcast. Obviously, a huge matchup this weekend between the Terps and the Blue Jays. And it's it's a huge weekend of college across all across the board. Uh, You know, as we've mentioned before, it is either the last week of the regular season for a lot of these teams or some teams are already in their conference tournament. Uh, So, I mean, let's just get right to it now with our weekend preview. And speaking of those conference tournaments, let's talk about the granddaddy of them all. The ACC tournament semifinals, Uh, you know, so this podcast coming out Friday morning. So these games will be Friday night. And, you know, right off the bat, we've got Duke, our uh, number one in the crease dive uh, top 10 rankings going up against Notre Dame. Rabio this was a game in the regular season April 7th Duke came away with an 8-2 win they're not number one in our rankings for you know it's it's not an accident so what do you have on this game between the Blue Devils and the
1: Irish you know what uh, Duke is number one for a reason in and uh, number one for a reason in our poll uh, I think they're the the best team sound. From goalie all the way down to attack, you got younger guys stepping up, Brad Smith playing the role of the Robin to the Batman of Justin Gutterding. Dude, this team's clicking on all cylinders, and we always talk about it. Rankings don't really mean this and that, and yeah, we put them at number one, but they're hot at the right time. We always say our rankings will depict who will shine in uh, Moral Day weekend and come out on top. The guy that the Blue Devils are under is Coach Danowski, who is might go down as one of the greatest college coaches in the history of the sport. So they got everything rolling from them. Notre Dame, in my opinion, is a little bit shaky. Was watching their game against North Carolina last weekend. Obviously, they lost. Was not impressed at all. But uh, we're gonna talk about this guy a little bit, uh, Ryder Garnsey, but. You know this is a this is a Notre Dame team that that's a little bit banged up, and you know you got Duke. You know, like we said, Justin Gutterdang is, is just proving people wrong. He's going off. He's filling that senior leader attackman role um, for Duke, and you know they got Fowler in who's been there before. He's been playing lights out. So you know I, I'm gonna ride with Duke this game. Uh, they're our number one, and they're and they're hosting this for a reason. So uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you said it right there. I mean, Notre Dame has definitely looked uh, pretty shaky at times. You know, I, I know that they have it. In them, to be a great team, you know, I mean, they're a program that has been there before, um, you know, and they've got players who can, you know, can show up for big time moments, but just it, they haven't looked like a, a real solid team all season so far. And on the other side of the coin, I mean, Duke, they're only two losses on the season are have both been one goal losses, um, you know, and, and they're just they're so complete all up and down the field. Um, you know, and again, you know, I, I think, you know, you win that game in the regular season, uh, it's, it's eight to two. I feel like that's, you know, that's that's gonna give Duke all the confidence that they need. And that's gonna be, you know, something that Notre Dame's gonna be thinking about. You know, if they get down early in this game, you know, they're thinking to themselves, well, oh boy, here it goes again. Um, you know, and just one last thing that I, I think that Duke really has going for them in this game is the fact that this senior class is one of like probably the only senior classes at Duke in the last, you know, however yeah. so many years that has never made it to championship weekend um you know and, and we talked to justin about that when he was on uh when he was on the podcast a couple months ago um you know and how much making it to the final four means to him and the rest of his classmates so you know i think you know even if they don't win the acc tournament i think that they get you know an at-large bid yeah. but i i think that they would rather get uh you know and you know i, I think that they would rather go into the ncaa tournament winning the conference and going in there with a high note without having any you know any uh, late April losses, so yeah, I'm definitely riding Duke in this game. We're uh, we're on the same page on that one. Uh, and then an- another matchup here in the ACC tournament semis for Friday, uh, and this one's going to be pretty interesting because this was a one goal game back on March fourth. With the Syracuse Orange coming out on top against Virginia, this was uh, you know this was a buzzer beater if, if I recall correctly. They always are. Uh, so Cuse, they always are. Cardiac Cuse versus Virginia, uh, the rematch of a one goal game in the regular season. Robbie O, does history repeat itself? Does Cuse come back out on top with a win this week?
1: I don't know, man. Uh, this game is spooky. I'm gonna ride Cuse. I'm going with Syracuse. I think they're undefeated in ACC, but obviously they just had to slip up against Navy, slip up against Cornell, slip against Albany. The list goes on and on. They're not doing too well at a conference, but this is an in-conference game. You know, last time Syracuse and Virginia played each other, Ryan Conrad, the leader, the kind of the one-man clear himself actually went down with a season-ending season ending injury against the Orangemen. So... You know, they were. That was kind of a, a weird game. They kind of haven't had their whole game plan figured out. But this is a, a, a Cavaliers team that's kind of resurrected itself under Lars Tiffany, and uh, dude, they've been playing very well. And you know, we're always talking about playing well at the right time. Virginia is a team that that's been doing that. But uh, I, I don't <laughs> see it here. I got cues by two or three and uh, advancing because this is this is a backs back against the wall game for uh for desco and and the orange and you know they've been here before there's a reason why they call them cardiac use but uh if they don't win if they lose against virginia they're pro they're not going to get in the ncaa tournament and there won't be a postseason so the senior class is gonna know going into this game that if they lose that'll be the last time uh putting on a syracuse orange helmet
0: yeah. And I mean, I think, uh, you know, there, there's only a, so many seniors on this team as, you know, Syracuse is pretty young. Um, but I, I think that that kind of makes these kids, uh, you know, I feel like it, it'll make them kind of rally around this smaller senior class uh, even more so. You, you know, you, you only have a few guys here that you, you know, you, you look around the, re- the rest of the locker room. Um, You know, the majority of that team, you know, those guys are all still, you know, know, maybe some transfers here and there, maybe some guys, you know, end up kind of just falling off. But for the most part, the majority of that locker room, you all have another crack at it next year. But, you know, you look down and you only see, you know, you see a couple guys there and you know that this is their last go at it. Um, You know, you really kind of... You know, pick your shit up, and you know you want to win not only for yourself but you want to win for them as well. Um, I mean, Syracuse—they are a team who is—you uh, know—they're—they're—they've gotten used to winning the ACC championship. I mean, they did back to back in 15 and 16. Uh, you know, obviously last year North Carolina took it, uh, but you know, I, I just think that. You know, this is a team who has played in that ACC championship game, you know, a few times before, Um, you know, and again, I I think losing a guy like Ryan Conrad for Virginia, even though it was, you know, at this point, uh, you know, over, you know, pretty close to two months ago, um, I, I still just think that. When you're in the playoffs, you kind of need a guy who is your team's heartbeat. And I feel like Ryan Conrad was that guy for Virginia. And even though he can still be the the heartbeat from the sideline, it's just not the same as having him on – the field, so yeah, you know, uh, both games in the ACC tournament semifinals, we're on the same page there. I'm also going Cuse, and you know, Let's I, go. I think two, two or three goals is a pretty good call by you. Uh, moving on to the other conference in their team. Pat Lax, Pat Lax, we got the Patriot League semifinals also on Friday. Uh, starting off, we've got Loyola. This is a you know, this is a team that is. You know, we we say it plenty of times. A team who is getting hot, hot, hot at the right time. We've got the Loyola Greyhounds taking on the Boston Terriers. And this is a rematch from just two weeks ago at this point that Loyola came away with a 23- to nine win over boston i mean listen this is gonna have to take like a 1980 uh usa versus (laughs) soviet union hockey miracle in order for boston to to pull this one off but i mean we've we've been wrong about calls like that before so robbie you know what do you have on the greyhounds versus the terriers another dog matchup here
1: yeah, <laughs> Greyhounds versus terriers, dude. Um, what is it? Bulldogs versus da- uh, the Danes, Albany versus Yale. A lot, lot of lot, dogs, a lot of lax pups. <laughs> you got UMBC with the retrievers, a lot of lax pups, a bunch of good doggos. Yeah, um, you know, like we talked about, this game didn't just happen in, in the preseason, it happened two weeks ago, April 14th. Loyola just downing them 23 to 9. Yes. BU is coming off a great win against uh, probably, you know, we hype them up uh, episode after episode, you know, the Bucknell Bison. But uh, with the Terriers knocking them off in the Pat League uh, quarters, you know, th- that could be the end of the dynasty for the Bison this year. So, you know, it's going to be left up to the uh, NCA committee. Um, but going into this game, I, I don't think this one's going to be close. Put me down in the books. Put it on some pen. Uh, this game will be probably – I got Loyola, not going to give a score on this one because I feel like sometimes when I do get a score, I got burnt on it, but I will have Loyola uh, winning this one. Obviously, this is, uh, and you, you've blogged about it. We've we've talked about this. Uh, a team or or an individual with nothing to lose is a very scary person. And this Boston Terrier team has absolutely nothing to lose. They weren't like a decent regular season team they were a very very average team and they snuck their way into the patriot league uh uh playoffs and obviously in any uh, collegiate sport if you win your conference you go on to the to nationals so th- they need to win this game and, and they're going to do anything it takes i don't think it's going to be that big of a blowout as you know i'm kind of hyping it up as to be but i definitely do think uh uh Loyola walks away with this one uh, and then going into obviously the winner of uh Navy versus Lehigh. I think Patrick Spencer is too dynamic. I think he's about to hit 100 points either this game or the game after.
0: Yeah, I mean like you said, I mean with without you know this uh you know without this win over Bucknell earlier in the week uh BU is not playing uh in this uh you know in this Patriot League semifinal game. So, uh I mean, hey Listen, like, credit to BU. Like, I'm right there with you. I think Loyola walks away with this one, and, you know, uh, you know, Pat Spencer can have himself a day. Dre Powell can have himself a day. I, I don't think that it's going to be, you know, that difficult for them to get through here. Um, but, listen, I mean, credit to BU. I, you know, again, regular season wasn't exactly spectacular, but there's a lot to look forward to uh, with this BU team. I mean, you look at a freshman attackman like Chris Gray uh, leading the way with 58. Eight points for BU so I mean you, you've got that kid for another three seasons after this so you know I think uh you know I, I think well actually they, they still have another game even after this Patriot League semifinal they close out the season with Duke uh you know later on in May uh but I, I think that for all intents and purposes their season comes to an end uh Friday night against Loyola but there's plenty to look forward to with the BU Terriers uh, and then the second Semifinal game in the Patriot League, as you alluded to, we've got the Navy Midshipmen going up against the Lehigh Mountain Hawks. This is a game in the regular season that Navy wins ten to seven. This is back on March twenty fourth. So you know, you know, a three goal win there for Navy. Uh, Obviously, you know, Lehigh has has been a team who is is on the come up, Uh, but I mean. Navy, you know, as we saw, you know, last week they're just a team that uh super gritty and you know you you're, you're going to have to listen, I mean, these guys are the troops. so You're going to have to give them uh your your best shot if you're going to get past them. So, Rabio, uh who do we think is going to advance to go up against Loyola in the Patriot League final, Navy or Lehigh? I mean, before that, did you uh officially declare a winner? Who do you got there? Oh, I'm on, on who? I'm I'm Loyola for sure. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Navy Lehigh. Oh, I'll, uh, i I got to see
1: what you're thinking first. I'm going oh, to base mine on Right, right now, right. I think we're, uh, <laughs> okay, because right now, yeah, we're on the same page. Uh, this last three picks. And, you know, if you're a reoccurring uh, listener, you know that, you know, sometimes me and Jordy like to change up a little bit. You know, as much as we are uh, the same position, same left hand players, uh, we'll have different picks. Yeah so I mean so what I have to say is as I'm sticking with Navy you know obviously they impressed the hell out of me last week you know, going to the carrier dome Yes, it was a buzzer beater, but yes, it was a buzzer beater. That's got to be awesome. You know, they've been riding high. You know, they beat Army, which is Army-Navy. You can't even put that into words. Uh, And then you go into the carry dome and you beat Syracuse. Like, they're riding high. I I got them taking care of business at Lehigh, and I'm projecting a Loyola versus Navy game, which honestly, I think both of those teams, not going to look too far ahead, I think Navy matches up. Uh, very very well against Loyola but uh you know you know focusing on focusing on the now Navy versus Lehigh uh, you know obviously Navy won 107 in the regular season uh, I got Navy winning again uh, definitely. Uh, Navy winning again. I think this is a team on an absolute mission this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you look at what Navy has done recently. I mean, after winning that game against Lehigh on March 24th, uh, so that kicked off a five-game win streak for the midshipmen. Uh, so, I mean, they're they're heading into this Patriot League tournament uh, hot, hot, hot. Meanwhile, Lehigh just kind of crawling into the tournament. I mean, they've, they've uh, only won – you know, they they won last week against Colgate, but before that, they dropped three straight to Loyola, Cornell, Bucknell. And I mean, listen, those are all, you know, those three teams are all in our personal top 10 and they're all top 20 in the nation, regardless of what poll you look at. Um, so, you know, those are quality losses but there's still three straight losses in a row. So, I mean, Lehigh is kind of crawling in there. Uh, Navy is on a tear. The one thing I will say for Lehigh is it it all depends on how their shooters are shooting because they're led by a couple of guys down in attack. They've got Andrew Pettit, a Delaware kid, and Lucas Spence, a, a Delco kid from my own hometown. And right now, they're both coming up on damn near 100 shots each on the season. So, uh, you know, Pettit's got 58 points, 39 goals. Spence has 30 goals and 50 points and they both just shoot and shoot and shoot some more. So, I mean, if, if they're, you know, if the sticks are working for them, if the arrows are going where, where they're sending them, then we could have a real tight game on our hands. Um, you know, I think I, my official pick, I, I still think that I'm I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm going to keep uh, kind of piggybacking on you here, so that makes us four for four so far. I still <laughs> think that Navy comes away with this one. With that being said, I would not uh, be surprised in the slightest if this ends up being a one-goal game, as long as those two attackmen down there uh, start sticking their shots. I'm, I'm looking at some stats right now, and I don't think uh, – yeah, I don't think that Navy has anyone even close to a hundred shots right now. Maybe because they move the ball around a little bit more, but uh, you know, it's that's just the unselfishness of the troops. Uh, but those are the big time <laughs> conference uh, tournaments that that we'll be talking about here in our weekend preview. But we still have some, uh, some, some, uh, you know, final week and some conference play coming up here. Especially in the Big Ten, uh, starting off with the game that you know our our two guests have already uh, talked plenty about. Uh, you know, we had Connor Kelly and Paul Rabel on earlier to talk about this Maryland versus Hopkins. Um, I mean, there, there's not too much more that needs to be said about this rivalry. I mean, it's it's one of the best, if not the best, rivalry in college lacrosse. Uh, you know, they played hundred, uh, you know, hundred plus times Uh, Hopkins with the, you know, with, with the edge in the all time uh, with the all time record in, in this rivalry here, but Maryland has won the past three. Uh, I mean, I, I think that both of these teams right now, both of these teams are for sure. In my opinion, tournament teams regardless of who ends up winning or not both of these teams i mean this is the best hopkins team we've seen in a while the most complete hopkins team we've seen in a while and maryland i mean they're just a wagon it doesn't matter who they graduate they stay on top of the country so i mean this one i I feel like i'm i'm kind of this is kind of a soft take by me but this is a crapshoot for sure
1: Mm -hmm. um i i wouldn't say that's a, a soft take dude i mean i feel like we're Ah, Dude, I, I mean, we're on the same page this episode. Um, I'm very torn because this is a Maryland team coming off of a loss. Um, you know, we we just had a fantastic interview with Connor Kelly. He, he's talking about the locker room. And, and for those of you out there who are either currently playing or have played, you know what the locker room, you know, uh, morale is, how, how the coach, you know, that they, they kind of adjust, make a couple of things that you might not be used to. It's different after a loss, especially when you've been that hot. Um, and this is a team like like you said. This is a non-negotiable. If Maryland drops this game, they definitely get in the tournament. Hopkins, we've seen some crazy thing, uh, some crazy things happen on uh, Selection Sunday, but this is a team that's probably going to get in a tournament. This game is at Homewood, uh, uh, dude. I I have Hopkins uh, winning this game. I have, yeah, I have Hopkins walking away with this one. Tillman and Petromala have been playing against each other for a while now. Um, I think this is a rivalry. You know this game is – this game is already sold out. The, the stadium, yes, it's at Homewood, but you know it's going to be split with a sea of red, these diehard Maryland Terps fans. Um, you know, an in-state rivalry, two, two, two teams that absolutely hate each other. So it, it's going to be, a first of all, fantastic game to watch. That'll be on two, uh, two p.m. Saturday on ESPNU. But uh, yeah, Jordy, I'm going to go I'm gonna stick my neck out here. I'm gonna go with uh, the Hopkins Blue Jays getting the W on Homewood Field.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, listen, like I said, I I really have no idea what to expect from this game. Uh, but my gut is telling me that. You know, I I think that if Hopkins is going to beat Maryland this year, it'll probably be in in the Big Ten championship game. I just don't see this Maryland team uh, dropping two games in a row. I mean, th- this is a team that is they're a well-oiled machine. They They are they're coached. By a guy who knows how to get results, Um, you know, and I just don't think that I see a John Tillman team losing two games in a row. I do think that, you know, this is a matchup that could very easily go one of, you know, both ways. Uh, But just, you know, the the scheduling here and the fact that Maryland's coming off of a loss, I just don't see this being the week that Hopkins gets it done. But again, I, I could see Hopkins, you know, definitely beating them in the Big Ten tournament. And then, you know, both of them end up in the NCAA tournament and, you know, who knows who where, where it goes from there. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go. This is the first time I'm going to veer off from you. But I just think, you know, listen, I mean, just listening to the way that Connor Kelly is dialed in uh, and looking forward into this week. I just I, I think he's gonna pop off uh you know under the lights there at Homewood and I think uh well not under the lights, but on Homewood, and I, I think that you know it's gonna be a big win for the Turps. And then finally in uh to wrap things up here for our weekend preview in the Big Ten, we've got uh Rutgers versus Ohio State obviously not nearly as big of a matchup as Maryland versus Hopkins, but this is going to be a game that just kind of solidifies, you know, the standings in heading into the big 10 final or into the big 10, uh, tournament. So right now, I mean, Maryland is the one seed. Hopkins is the two seed. Uh, Rutgers is the three and Penn state is the four. Uh, I, I, th- I think that this is, you know, this is where, Maybe we see the Big Ten potentially be a three team conference. Uh, you know if Rutgers is able to kind of handle Ohio State here and head into the Big Ten tournament on a, on a little hot streak here on a little tear, uh, you know I, I think that you know, that's going to do you know wonders for them in, in terms of getting in an at large. I don't see them winning the big Ten uh, tournament. But I do think that you know, kind of locking up that three seed in the tournament here is definitely going to be big for them moving forward. Uh, are we on the same page there? Or you uh, you you think that the Buckeyes have a? Uh, you think that they're going to be riding high after that takedown of the Terps?
1: I think I'd be riding high, but uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm on the same page as you there. I got Rutgers. Not going to go too much into that one. I got Scarlet Knights coming to that one uh, straight up. All right, yeah.
0: So the there we go. I mean, we're uh, you know, on the same page for five of six of those matchups, and the other one was uh, you know, it could go either hey, way. Hey, so, hey, uh, hey,
1: hey, hey let, me, let me just pause you, and I'm also gonna toot your own horn here. Uh, you can brag; it'll be a humble brag, but you can brag. Uh, the kid went five and zero last week with the picks. Can talk a little bit about that. 100%. Yeah, I mean,
0: not not a big deal or anything, but 5 and 0 against the spread. I was I was wrong on a couple couple of winners, but uh 5 and 0 against the spread. So uh yeah, if you were using my picks, uh you know, I'm sorry that your bookie hates you this week. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, definitely not your wallet being a little fatter, but that is going to wrap things up for our weekend preview. Uh, you know, we, we got just, you know, a, a couple questions here, uh, for our question mark segment from you guys on Twitter. Um, obviously, you know, we, we, already got a few, uh, Twitter questions, uh, in the Connor Kelly interview, so <coughs> we're not going to get too many Twitter questions here right now. Uh, but just to kind of close things out here, uh, you know, starting off, we've got, uh, Kobe's. Uh, He wants to know, with Duke ranked number one, do y'all think that they are the most complete team in the NCAA? And are they your favorite to make it to Memorial Day weekend? Uh, I I feel like we're going to probably have, uh, you know, a a very similar answer here. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, I I think that, you know... uh, attack midi d goal i think that they're they're just so strong that i i don't know if i would qualify them as having an, an elite mm-hmm. face-off guy i mean i could be wrong about that but <laughs> i, I th- when i think of like the top face-off guys in the nation i'm thinking just baptiste and, and ireland and um But, I mean, as far as the guys who are, you know, on the field for the full game, uh, they've – I mean, they're just loaded, and I think that they are determined. And, yeah, I mean, when you've got Justin Gutterding down there to fill the back of the net, I think that you can beat anybody. So they're definitely my favorite right now to make it to Memorial Day weekend. Uh, You know, what what are your thoughts on the Dukies?
1: Oh, I'm I'm right there with you. It goes all the way from there. you know – Justin Gutterdang, a four-year starter, a four-year leader, a four-year legend, a reoccurring guest on the Kreese Dive, all the way to making the Batmans of the Robin, Brad Smith, who, you know, he's also been uh, a three-year starter, the junior out of Mountain Lakes, shout out to the Lakers, but dude, he, he's been stepping up. You know, Gutty's the kind of kid who who makes other players around him better. Big, big locker room guy. I know a lot of younger kids on that team look up to him. But you know, you you just said it. It goes to the face off. It goes to the defense. It goes to Fowler, the senior leader in the net. So, um, and you know what. Uh, It goes down to Donowski, man. Like, it's all about who's chalking up the X's and O's, who's getting you pumped up. Now, you know, when you might be down one or two goals uh, after the first half, going out uh, to play in the second half of play. And, uh, you know, you got a guy like Donowski who's been there before and has a couple of rings like LeBron on his fingers. So, right there with you. I got the Duke Blue Devils. Not too much to say. I'm, uh, I'm all in on Duke, by the way. Very much buying the Blue Devil hype.
0: Yeah, I, I yeah, like I said, I think you know there there's a uh, definitely a very high chance that we will see them at Gillette Memorial Day weekend. And uh, last question, we'll we'll wrap this up quick. We've got a last question from Twitter here, uh, Michael Fortione, Uncle Forge on Twitter. He wants to know. Uh, he says, "Describe a coachable moment that sticks in your memory from your playing career. Something that was meaningful to you." Uh so yeah I mean we're 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 going to break it down real quick get a, get a little serious here so uh do you you know do you have a moment from your career Rabio that uh has as stuck with you even outside of playing lacrosse
1: Um you know I think the friends and the brothers I've made through playing the sport of lacrosse you know we always talk about it you know at the division one level D3, D2, whatever it may be, you know, you're not in a frat you're with your teammates. You're with these guys for, I don't know, eight hours a day. You're lifting with them. You're watching film with them. You're practicing with them. You know, it's cliche, but you got the blood, sweat and tears. So I would say, you know, that's something I've kept with me. um, you know, it's made me, you know, Connor Kelly actually brought it up in the interview. Uh, you know, lacrosse has not only made him a, like, obviously a better player playing under Tillman, but he's, he's a better man, uh, a better individual for that. But I would say the most memorable moment for me, uh, proudest I've ever been, you know, I wasn't fortunate enough to, I mean, I've, I've gotten close, came to the semis. So I've never won a state championship. That would probably be my number one. Um, but it would be uh being all American in uh, in in high school, um, just you know, I, I just at that moment when not, I not a big deal, not a big deal, no. And, but it's high school. I'm not like these guys that we we interview who are uh, you know getting picked up in in, the, in the top ten in the MLL. It, it's high school. But you know, w- when I got that call from my head coach Tim Flynn, I just remember the first thing that came to my mind was. You know, the first time I picked up a stick at at the third grade level and, uh, you know, to be an All-American was such an honor, such a privilege. So, uh, yeah, I would say, you know, those are two of the biggest memories that the sport has brought to me and, uh, you know, something that I keep with me every single day. Yourself? Uh, yeah, I mean,
0: I, I think that, uh, you know, one for me that, you know, and it's definitely one that I've been thinking of a lot, uh, you know, with, uh, the unfortunate, uh, injury to Connor Fields, uh, you know, so, you know, throughout my playing career, you know, I've, I've, you know, I've done my ACL before, you know, I've had a few concussions here and there. Um, you know, and one thing that I think that being injured for, you know, parts of my career is kind of done for me. Um, you know, I, think it, uh, you know, you, you know, you, you can kind of take it one of two ways. You can either get, you know, down and feel sorry for yourself, uh, or you can just kind of be like, all right, you know, this is the the hand I was dealt. I'm going to make the best out of it. And, you know, you just, you become a better teammate that way. Um, you know, and I think that, you know, I, I don't want to say that players should kind of hope to get hurt at some point in their career, but I do think that, you know, uh, getting injured and kind of taking a step back away from actually playing the game and, you know, just kind of being there uh, for morale on the sideline, as well as, you know, you get to watch the game from a different angle on the sideline as you do when you're playing. So you kind of see the game and learn the game better. Uh, So I would say that, you know, getting hurt, it's, it's unfortunate, but depending on, you know, what you make of that situation, uh, you know, it can definitely end up being, you know, you can work that to your advantage and it can be very beneficial to you. Um, you know, and I think that, you know, I was fortunate enough to kind of have coaches that would, you know, kind of make that my mindset, you know, yeah. they, they wouldn't let me get too down. So, uh yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, for any young lacrosse player who's listening to this podcast right now, um, you know, if if you go down with an injury, like, listen, it's it's not the end of the world and you can, you know, come out even better from it. Uh, But yeah, so that's a, that's going to do it for episode 14 of the crease dive. Again, I'm, you know, I, I think that, hands down, you know, having, you know, having a guy like Paul Rabel, having a talent like Connor Kelly on the podcast, this is definitely huge for us. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about this, uh, you know, this episode, I hope you guys are excited about it as well. Make sure that you guys hit us up on social media. Uh, You know, you guys have been killing it so far. Robbio has been real quick to (laughs) throw up, uh, you know, all the the sideline sellies, all the, you know, all the best highlights from the weekends and everything. Uh, So hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at The Crease Dive. You know, make sure that you tell your friends, your family, your enemies, tell everybody to subscribe and download uh, to our, you know, to the podcast on iTunes. One of these days, maybe we'll get on Spotify. Who knows? Until then, just keep pushing iTunes. Uh, still got a ton of big stuff in the store uh, coming up in, in this last you know month or so with the crease dive. So keep an eye out for everything. Uh, Robbio, any, uh, any closing remarks here?
1: No, that's it, man. You pretty much summed it up. I mean, you guys have been absolutely crushing it on the socials. As always, we love you guys. Thank you so much for the support. And uh, Jordy. Uh, close us out with the infamous words
0: oh yeah baby you know how it always goes we are low to high to the day we die we out